vibration won't do no Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode 7, Only Bruins, brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up, what up? And I'm going solo dolo here because I had to pump out a quick epi after the first four games of the season. That's right, baby. The boys are back. Boston Bruins. We are fucking back, baby. And I am so fucking pumped. Uh, you're going to get two episodes this week. I know I said that last time. But no, we're we're actually going to get two episodes this week. I'm going to put out one. Uh, just kind of recap the first four games of this season so far because the boys are finally fucking back like i said and uh later this week i'm gonna have a good friend melinda on the show we're gonna uh sit down and talk either friday or saturday and we uh that will be out later that uh night or the next morning for you so stay tuned make sure you hit that (coughs) oh shit Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with the show. Follow me on Twitter at OnlyBruins1 if you want to stay up to up to date with the show as well. Holy shit. Maybe I need the fucking smoke alarms to chime in here. Jesus, I am struggling today. But you can hear a little enthusiasm out of me. Even, you know, I'm recording Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon after the fucking beat down that the Bruins got last I I guess I shouldn't say beat down I mean they lost seven to five but holy shit I think we hit the fucking over in the first period it was uh it was bananas it was it was I wasn't expecting that kind of game um but we're we're gonna jump back to the first game of the season I'm not gonna break down each fucking goal whatever but let, let let's let's start off with the Capitals all right opening night October 12th Against the Caps on the road. I mean, right away they were missing Tom Wilson, I think Haglin as well, and they were mi- missing Nikki Backstrom. Two major pieces, I would say, and it, uh, I'm glad we were missing them because it, that's a tough opening night lineup to go like on the road, and it seems like one Bruin always gets fucking injured <laughs> um, while playing the Capitals and. I mean, that, I mean, it's, I don't know, something about the Capitals. Hope he left. We finally got over that hump, but now it's like we're dealing with injuries and shit like that. But Wednesday night against the Caps, that was a fucking wild ride because, I mean, we're looking at uh, David Krejci had a three-point night. Pasternak had a four-point night. That line looked fucking amazing. And there are a lot, and the Bruins didn't start off hot either. Uh, they They were kind of... It was a slow jump, slow slow start. Jesus fucking Christ! It was a it was a slow start to uh, the night, as I think they were kind of adjusting to Monty's new system. And at first, I wasn't a big fan of it. I mean, I I don't know. I was just kind of watching it, and you could see in uh, in our own zone, everyone's kind of collapsing to the front of the net, and they're kind of just passing around us, and it's kind of like. You know, a little nerve-wracking watching that when you see a team like the Washington Capitals just pass around like that when you know damn well you got Ovechkin, who is, I mean, I think he finally scored his first one last night, but Ovechkin, who will shoot from anywhere, one tee from anywhere, so, you know, that's a concern itself. And going back to that night, I mean, the defense wasn't fantastic 
It, it got better throughout the night, but Mike Riley was, I think, complete dog shit that night. You know, everyone, including myself, I wasn't like, and it ended up being just a paper transaction. Um, like I talked about with my boy Mark on last episode, it ended up being just a paper transaction. He came up with the big club, never got claimed, thankfully, because I still have liked the, despite that game and despite some bad shifts, probably every game, I've liked the way his game has looked so far. I thought he's, sorry if I sound weird too and you hear sniffles, like I got a little bit under the weather, a little bit of a cold, but here we are. But his, I mean, he's shown, he has shown shifts where he looks like he could just absolutely flourish um under monty's system he's 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 done a great job but at times he he hasn't so i think he's taken uh, it's going to take a few games for him to adjust to that and he's gotten better every game but don't get me wrong every game he has one or two maybe even more of those shifts that kind of just like holy shit i'll tell you what who who i'll tell you who hasn't had that Connor Clifton, I mean, fuck, he's really shut me up the first four games of the season. I mean, last night he was laying the body. Monday night he was fucking laying. Monday night he was laying the body. Holy shit. I mean, four games through the season, he already has four assists, four points. He's a plus three, eight shots on net, five penalty minutes. I'm trying to find how many fucking hits he has. How many hits does he have so far this season? Um, I'm not going to go digging too deep, but... I remember that game against the Panthers. I mean, he, he laid some big hits. He laid some good ones, too. Um, and he, he's really impressed me. He's really shut me up. And that's another person I pointed out last week on the pod, on the, on the, on the podcast with Mark. Uh, that was a guy who just... I, I'm still not a fan of him, but I love when he shuts me up because, you know, that means the Bruins are doing well. When he doesn't shut me up, that, you know, it's nice because I'm proven to be right but I don't want to be right in that situation I want him to shut me up I want him to continue shutting me up I mean the guy's on pace for a fucking 82 point season I mean let's not get ahead of ourselves but fucking have yourself a season Connor Clifton baby but we'll see the season's still young and as you could tell the season's still young with last night's big L letting up seven um but that was a great that was a great great game to start the season I had to go to my local bar because I don't get fucking TNT bullshit, this Fubo stuff. But it was nice because I could actually be on Twitter that night and not get updates or see tweets before like the actual goal. When I watch from home on Fubo, I'm getting alerts. I'm I'm seeing tweets and stuff about a, like goals ahead of time. So watching Ottawa's game, like, I mean. I put a tweet out last night watching the game against Ottawa. I had to fucking take an edible. So, I mean, who knows where my fucking mind was. It was it was quite the ride. I'll tell you. And, I, and I'll point out another thing, too. Do not, with these new virtual advertisements on the boards, don't mix in edibles. It's just going to make it look that much more trippier. And I don't know. My, you, you'll see yourself watching the boards more than the game and then next thing you know the period's over so don't do that do not do that i would not advise that but then we move over to saturday night against the arizona or is it phoenix coyotes now i forget what they call themselves they shouldn't even or um arizona state coyotes whatever you want to call them whatever they want to call themselves um don't think too highly of them i think they got their first win in the season against toronto the following night or two nights later which was you know 
beautiful to see. But that was another game. Uh, Swayman started that. Oh, to go back to the first game of the season, Allmark looked fucking fantastic. And me and Mark pointed this out on last episode that we thought Allmark was going to win the seventh player award. So shame on you if you haven't checked out that episode yet because it was a good one. It's always good talking to Mark. Mark, great dude. Um, full of knowledge. And we both agreed on that, which was fortunate but unfortunate because I was kind of hoping we had two different people. But, I mean, Allmark, man, he you saw him catch it, you know, start to really get comfortable towards the end of last season. Uh, he started the playoff games. He kind of had a short leash there. Swayman came in. You guys all know that story. But I think he had 23 saves Tuesday night. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Hold on. Hold on. I think he had 23 saves that night. I'm probably fucking 10 shots off. Oh, nope. He had 25 saves. He faced 27 shots, 25 saves. So Allmark was buzzing that night. He had a great night. Uh, I'm sorry if it's a little choppy. Just had to take a phone call. But your boy's back. But yeah, Allmark was great. Um, Like I said, me and Mark kind of predicted him to be our seventh player award winner. I, I think he's going to have a great year. He's settling in just fine. And obviously, you've seen through the first four, through the first four games of the season. I mean, not to jump the ship a little bit, but Swayman, our boy Swayman, man, he, man, he's looked like dog shit. Let's call it as we see it. He's looked. I mean, last night, if we're t- if we're talking about our boy Swayman, I mean, he hasn't looked too good. I know everyone wants loves Swayman. He's so easy to love and enjoy. The dude's just a huggable bastard, but. Last two games, his first two games of the season, no siree. I mean, the dude let in six goals on 25 shots. Granted, the defense wasn't fantastic Tuesday night by any means against Ottawa. Ottawa's going to be pesty this year. They're going to, you know, really make us fucking work for it. And they've definitely improved. You've seen it. They got to bring it. They got Giroux. Uh, last night was a, a tough game for the Bruins, obviously, uh, coming off, you know, a huge home win against the Panthers, you know, flying up to Ottawa basically right after the game. No morning skate as predicted. The, it's still no excuse. You you can't you can't play like that against teams like Ottawa. Every fucking point's going to matter going into Thanksgiving, basically. I mean, we're inching closer to get Strawman back. Carlo's gone right now. Um, Carlo's injured right now. Strawman plugged in last night. He did not look good. Uh, I think he needs to simplify his game a little bit more. I know Monty wants him to jump up there and, you know, wants the D to jump up and be a little bit more uh, active in the play. Strawman's not that guy. Come on. You're not that guy, pal. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, we're going to talk about Swain. We're going to talk about Saturday night. If you guys are you guys are probably well aware at this point, I went to the game Saturday night. I I by no means can recap that game. Uh, that was kind of a blur, but fucking great game. I mean, you had to win against the Coyotes, and I love that the Bruins had their home opener against a layup team like this. Yeah, it would have been more exciting seeing you know the Caps at home, Pittsburgh at home, um, but this is a nice like layup basically um especially as you were down i think you were down who were you down was it who was it oh debrusque so you were down debrusque already 
Um, huge, you know, huge guy. He's having a fucking monster season already. He's doing great. Uh, you love to see that. He surprised the boys Monday night. He surprised the boys Monday night with uh, showing up and saying, hey, yeah, boys, I'm fucking playing. It's my birthday. I'm not missing this shit. Goes out there first shift, scores the first fucking goal. What a fucking legend. But, yeah, Saturday night, I, not much to say about it. I, the Coyotes fucking stink, dude. There's no... Let's not beat around the bush. They suck. They're tanking for Bedard. I, if you look at this lineup, their leading scorer is Nick fucking Richie. They got Clayton Keller with this horrible contract. I don't think he's going to match what his contract is. I think he's a skilled player, but I just don't think he can be that guy. I, I, I don't see the ceiling too high for him. Um, mostly because he went to BU, you know, whatever. If he, if he was a BC guy, I'd have more hopes for him, even though, you know, a guy like Chucky McAvoy is shutting me up about the BU-BC hype, but it is what ain't. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he scored Saturday night against us. Don't remember that fucking goal. Uh, and then you got they got, you know, goals from I, – I don't even remember those goals at that point, but I'll tell you why I remember A.J. Greer's goal. Dude had a three-point night, monster night. I, th- I forget how many games it was into the season. Going into Tuesday night's game against Ottawa, before then, the Bruins had had 12 different goal scorers through the first three games of the season. Bergeron with two, Pasta with two, and Greer with two. The others followed with Hall, Krejci, Lindholm, Zaka, Coyle, Foligno. You hate to see that, folks. Forbort, DeBrusque, and Frederick. When I say you hate to see that about Felino, because a lot of people are hating on Felino. He's easily, he, it's easy to hate on him because of the contract. You can't fucking fault the guy because the Bruins offered him 3.8 mil per AAV for two years. You can't fault the fucking guy for that. Yeah, we all fucking hate it, but you can't bash on the guy like Felino. He's just trying to do the best that he can. And let me tell you, he's already matched his season, uh, season goal total from last year through the first four games of this season. He had a monster night Saturday night. He had two points. He had a great game. He was just a monster out there. And same, same with AJ Greer Saturday night, dude, he put up a three point night, had two penalty minutes, four shots on goals. Two of those went in and he had six fucking hits, six hits. That's, that's what you want to see out of a guy like AJ Greer. If he keeps that up, that third line could be dangerous, but there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching to do when the team's fully healthy because you got to remember, folks, as you guys are well aware, the boys, the fucking boys ain't fully healthy. You're missing your best forward and you're missing your best defenseman. I love Pasta. I do, but he is not your best forward. It, this is just exciting. Krejci, I mean, he's. it's like he hasn't skipped a beat. Uh, a few things about Krejci, I think he's... Still adjusting to the NHL again. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't looked slower, but at times along the boards, I know he likes to open up the ice and try to make plays happen. But I've noticed him not fucking like moving, just not moving. I mean, you got to move at least a little bit. I understand like trying to like have that patience and hold on to that puck as long as possible. But it's it. it I don't know. It, it's working. It's working. But I, I just think at one point it's just going to be a bad giveaway. It's going to, he's waiting to get fucking hit. Um, I won't question a guy like Krejci though. I mean, he's an NHL veteran. He's, you know, we, we've seen playoff Krejci before. He's done a great job, but I, I won't question it. But I just, I don't like what I'm seeing out of that. But uh, outside of that, the dude has, the dude's looked phenomenal. Hasn't skipped a beat. 
and then they they Florida travels to us Monday night. Huge game, huge game because Florida got worse. In my opinion, they got worse. I don't even think we can argue that they got worse. They even lost Ekblad again halfway through that game, I believe. I think, yeah, and we lost Carlo halfway through the Coyotes game, I believe. It's, I mean, and that that sucks to take a hit on the back end like that because uh, you can't really afford to miss any more defensemen than you're already missing, especially, I mean, we could be seeing by the time this fucking drops, who knows, Thursday night, we're, this is going to drop Thursday morning. Thursday night, you could be possibly seeing Grizzly back in the lineup, who knows. But we'll see. Uh, excuse me. Sorry for these fucking sniffles. Um, but our boy, our boy, don't even know much about him. But Dan Renoff got a uh, got the call. Twenty eight years old. I really can't tell you much about this guy. Uh, he does. He does have a little bit of silky mitts. I will say that. But the dude had a rough night. He's. I mean, he was a minus three. He did have five shots on goal. That's nice. But. In two blocks, but he was he's nothing flashy. I mean, he only played 11 minutes and 34 seconds um, of ice time. Uh, Zaboral was next to him at the lowest. I think Zaboral is he's looked better every game. Don't get me wrong, but you kind of have to ease him back into it. And that's it looks like that's what they're kind of doing. Um, but Zaboral's gone better each game. The defense kind of cleaned it up. I mean, Connor Clifton with another 2.9. What do you have to say about that, Boosie? He had three blocks, two hits that game. Like I said earlier in this episode, he had a massive, massive game against the Florida Panthers. Mike Riley had a good game that night, too. Uh, he didn't get a point, but I thought he had a good game. Uh, he, he logged some minutes as well. I mean, he kind of had to pick up after Renoff and... Dude, let me tell you. Let me fucking tell you. Derek Forbort, hell of a season so far. I know we're only four games in. And I don't mean to break down each fucking player by each game, each shift, whatever. But I'm just fucking excited that the Bruins are back. If I could sit here and fucking jerk off every fucking player about every goddamn shift they had because I'm just excited that the Bruins are back. I don't want to be a negative Nancy over here. You know, it, as we're kind of inching closer to talking about this fucking, and you, you got you folks have to remember when I, when we're inching closer to talking about this Ottawa game, as I'm about to fucking bring up, you got to remember I was high as a fucking kite that night. Uh, that was an ugly game. Giroux started it, started the, opened up the scoring for the Senators, the pesky Senators. They're gonna be pesky all fucking night. Let me take a sip of my fucking coffee. I mean, the guys who are supposed to score for the centers fucking scored. Giroux, Kachuk, Batherson. Um, okay, we did not hit the over in the first period, but Bruins come back. You get goals from Krejci and A.J. Greer. Huge goal by A.J. Greer to tie it up. That's when, you know, I, I remember last night, Swayman made a save at one point. Huge save to kind of help... Built himself up some confidence. I think it was a save on Debrinket and nice five hole save with the stick. Uh, that kind of reminds me of that fucking nasty goal pasta I had against Florida, but you guys have all seen that. But I thought after that save, I was like, all right, maybe he's going to lock in now, you know, hold down the fort and let the boys go to work. Uh, he did not do that. 
he proceeded to let up three more goals. Before you know it, we were down 6-3. But we got some life back in us because Nick Foligno, big dick Nick Foligno, my boy, not really, but scored his second goal of the season. You love to see that. I said he's going to get 10 goals this season. And I said all fucking 10 are going to be like that one he scored last night against Ottawa. Kind of, you know, we only got eight more to go, baby. And we got 70, what, 77 more games to go. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be eating crow. Come the end of the season, possibly. I mean, Nick Foligno, I would say he's had... Three good games out of a possible four. He's really shut some folks up. Granted, I'll bring it back. That fucking salary, that AAV sucks, but there's nothing we can do about it. It's the last year of it. He's a Boston Bruin. He's here to stay for now, at least, unless he somehow gets waived again, but he's not going to get picked up from other teams. He's here to stay. Cheer for the fucking man, because if you cheer for him, if you badmouth him, what, what good does that do? Yeah, critique him, whatever, but we got to cheer this fucker on. I know you're listening, Nick. Probably not, but I know you're listening. We got your back, buddy. We don't like your contract, but we got your back. We want you to succeed and then sign a terrible contract with Toronto the following year. That, That's how you could really make it up to us. How about that? Go go light it up. Get 10 goals this season. Go sign for $4.2 million next year. One more year with Toronto. And, you know, call it a season. Call it a career. There you go. That's how you can make it up to us after that first year. And all is forgiven. Or if you win the Stanley Cup, this help the team win the Stanley Cup this year, then all is forgiven. Then that contract's worth it. But it's on you, big dick Nick Foligno, to uh, really, really set the tone this year. And you have done a phenomenal job so far, I would say, for the most part. And I love to see that. But let's also talk about, let's also know, I mean, the first goal scored by the Bruins last night was Patrice Bergeron, his third of the year. Remember last year he got a slow start and everyone was saying, oh, he's got to retire after this year. Oh, trade him. He's washed up. Then he comes back. He comes buzzing. Holy shit. Selkie Award. Jesus, Boosie. He wins the Selkie Award. He shuts you guys up. That is our Lord and Savior, St. Patrice Bergeron. And with his third goal of the season last night, that puts Bergeron 403rd. That was Bergeron's 403rd career goal, passing Rick Middleton for third all-time in Bruins history. Next up is Esposito at 459 and Johnny Busick at 545. Let's be real. He's not going to surpass Johnny Busick. But, hey, not saying this year, but if he wants one more ride, one more kick at the can for it, Maybe he comes back next next year, or maybe fuck at this rate. I think he's if he if he's if he keeps scoring at this rate, he'll definitely pass him. But Esposito, but I don't see that fucking happening. Uh, that would be fucking nice, but I don't know. We don't see that happening. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe Bergeron wants to pass that, and he comes back for one more year because. While I was high last night, you know, when you're when you take an edible and you kind of get some deep thoughts and you start thinking about the most random shit. Like I started thinking about like how how did cars like who was just sitting there? It's like, let's put something on four wheels and roll it and call it a car. Like what made you think 
to call it a car. I don't know. Now I'm going to give myself a fucking headache talking about that. I kind of forget where I was going with that. Holy shit. I'm not even high. The edible's long gone out of my system. And I kind of forget what I was talking about there. But we'll move on. Bergeron, great milestone there for him. Third all-time in Bruins scoring. And I, I will go to my grave with this best Bruin of all time. I don't even think that's a fucking argument. But glad to see him surpass Rick Middleton. But let's, that's it. I That was my shitty breakdown of all four games. I'm not going to fucking break down each shift, each period, whatever. Possibly I can do a little bit more breaking down when I have Melinda on later this week. We're, I'm not going to do that. What I, what I do want to talk about, though, is the concern with Jeremy Swayman. I'm not jumping ship yet. I'm not jumping the gun, whatever. Sw- Allmark has, is by far the better goaltender. And where are the people saying, oh, he's overpaid $5 million for Allmark. We could be saving that. Buddy, what are we going to save him for? You're not going to find a better goaltender for that kind of deal right now. Not one that like comes to mind real quick. $5 million a year for a guy like Allmark? The guy has looked phenomenal. He has looked so comfortable in net so far this season. I, I, I like, yeah, he led up three against the Panthers, who are going to be a high-scoring team. They're going to produce, but they, I don't. I think if I, I, I can't even go back to Monday night, but I'm, I wouldn't even put one. I wouldn't put one of those on him. Uh, one of them were on him. I would say the other two, eh, definitely one of them were not. I wouldn't say on him. But Allmark has looked fantastic, and I will fucking beat this dead horse into the ground. Or beat this drum into the ground. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say, but me and my boy Mark, what up, Mark? We we said it. We, we both thought that Allmark was going to have a great season and win the seven-player award. I think he's going to be the MVP of the team. I think he's going to continue to impress us. I think he's going to continue to just ride with it i think he's comfortable and watching behind the b uh i think it was parts of behind the b they followed him home to sweden uh he just looks cool calm and collected like i mean goalies are weird let's be it let's be real we all know that but i i think i think he's comfortable i think he's true he he's like Boston is his is his home. I think he kind of got a taste of Boston Bruins hockey last year, the fandom and all that. And it's a lot to wrap your head around. I mean, imagine moving to a new city. You're not even from the States. You're moving to a new city. And I get it. You're a professional. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You should perform, yada, yada, yada. He did not. Uh, he had a good season last year. Did we expect a little bit better of a season? Yeah, we kind of that. That run we got with him towards the end of the season, that's kind of what we were expecting all season long. But he settled in. He's comfortable. And he is going to make all, not all Mark, Swayman work for his fucking money because you got to ride the hot goaltender. You're, if you're listening to this Thursday morning, without a fucking doubt, Olmark starts Thursday night, right? I mean, you're playing Anaheim. I don't know. Yeah, do you, you can't go back to Swayman after that. Maybe for the maybe for the game Saturday, the the uh, matinee game that I'll fucking miss. But whatever. Yeah, I don't see it as a goalie controversy by any means. I still think by by the time all is said and done at the end of the season, you're gonna see a basically a fifty fifty split. Uh, maybe a few more starts for Allmark over Swayman or vice versa. Swayman's playing for a contract. Don't forget that. But he has not looked good. Lending up six goals last night where we really needed him to make a save. I think that's where I was going at. 
I forget. But we really needed Allmark. Yeah, we really needed Swayman to make a save Tuesday night. And he just kind of what didn't. And Monday night, I remember, I forget who it was, had a quick little breakaway. It was Sam Reinhardt, had a quick little breakaway. Uh, nice, flashy fucking glove save by Ollie. And then I think shortly after that, fucking Bergeron scores and someone scores. And it was just like, that's what you need. You need that big time fucking save. And then that gets the boys going. They put up a goal and bada bing, bada boom. There we go. Stanley Cup. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But that's what we need. And Swayman needs to be that guy as well when he when his when it's his turn in net. I think these guys have a healthy balance. You've seen it but well documented on behind the B last year. You've seen it just on the ice. Obviously everyone loves the goalie hugs. Who doesn't love the goalie hugs? But let's um you know goalie hugs aside. We we need Swayman to fucking be better. There's not going to be many goalie hugs this season if Swayman keeps playing like that. I'll tell you that. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I Sway. It's early in the season. Swayman has plenty of time to turn around. Goalie coach Bobby. He's going to do a great job. He has been since he's uh, while he's been part of the Bruins organization for a while. So he does a great job. He's going to get Swayman dialed in. I'm not worried about it. But he knows he's well aware he needs to be better. He said in his post game. I saw something about that. He said said on his post game he needs to be better. I mean. No shit. He they he could have got the win and they could have won seven to six. He he would have known he needed to be better. Timely saves, important saves. It's it's the name of the game, baby. But he, he knows it. He knows it. But right now, Allmark's a hawk goaltender. Uh, two and zero on the season. He's he's looked pretty fucking solid, and I hope that he can just continue this till you know basically Swayman figures it out. But it was nice because the Bruins, yeah, they were quickly down three nothing. Kind of got slapped in the face and didn't even know what hit them, and then they kind of woke up with Bergeron's goal. They, the boys didn't get the win, and I and I saw Mark's boy, our boy, uh, over at Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, Kevin O'Keefe, put a tweet out saying, "All right, we're down three nothing. Let's see what this team's about." We saw what this team's about. They battled back, but it just wasn't enough. We didn't get that timely save. We didn't get that important save. The defense wasn't that great last night, but. These are early season. This is like the early season stuff that you fix. You know, you go back the next, you know, they they flew home last night. Uh, I'm assuming they flew home last night. They, you know, I don't know. I don't think they practiced today. But, you know, you go, you, you watch some, you watch some film, you learn from your mistakes. And, you know, it, it's going to take some adjusting being under Monty, especially for the defense. That's the biggest thing. And they're still adjusting. There's plenty of time for that. And I'm not worried. I'm fucking so excited about this team. And I said it with Mark. I've said it with Mike Sullivan before, too. There's a different feel with this team this year. And it's it's going to be a fun fucking year. And it already has been, despite that 7-5 to five loss last night. It's, it's going to be a fun fucking year. So I'm excited. Um, I they're gonna make their adjustments. Everyone says that you know by, by uh, was it Thanksgiving American Thanksgiving? By the time that comes around, that is uh basically the playoff picture. I think last year, if you looked at it, we we might have been like just a point or two out of it, or just a point or two in of it. So take that for what it's worth. But I think the fellas did start by the time Thanksgiving comes around. I think I mean. We might be a few games under what it typically is at. Um, and plus, I mean, 
that doesn't mean shit till you get fucking McAvoy. You're, if you can tread water, like we've said, if you can tread water and do just fine till then, and then you get McAvoy Martian back. You saw a tweet last week from Maddie Porter, Connor Ryan, all those guys. Martian was practicing in a, in a full practice. He was wearing, I mean, I think that they said it was only like 20 or 30 minutes long, but he was practicing and he wasn't holding back. And that's, I mean, Jesus, he's, it sounds like that guy's well ahead of schedule. Uh, he knows that he's, and knowing Marshy, obviously we see Marshy, the the fighter in him and stuff like that, the the dog in him, as some people would say. He's going to come back and man on a mission because he, he probably, he, and he probably knows that, uh, well, he obviously knows. This is very likely could be his last season playing with Bergeron. And you saw it at the end of last season when they did the press uh, post-game pressers. He started tearing up and stuff because it was tough because he wasn't sure if Bergeron was going to come back or not. This dude could very likely be a man on a mission this season when he comes back knowing that this could be his last season playing with, never mind just Bergeron, but Krejci as well. I mean, those three go way back to 2011. I mean, 2011, what a fucking year to be alive. I, I, I think... I really think he's just gonna go on a tear like right out of the gate. If if they're saying he's he's gonna be as solid as he looked at the first full practice since that surgery, then that's scary. We're we're gonna put some NHL teams on notice. Let me fucking tell you, baby. We'll worry about that another day, another dollar. Uh, before I wrap this up, because I'm a, I am going solo dolo, putting out two podcasts this week. I'm I'm looking forward. Make sure you subscribe and follow me, like I said, on Twitter at OnlyBruinsOnes. Stay up to date with the show. I'm looking to record Friday afternoon, early night, or Saturday late afternoon. Or, say yeah, late afternoon, early night, whenever I get home Saturday. To uh, uh, subscribe, follow, stay up to date. So I, when I record with Melinda and put out another fun episode where, you know, kind of get a fan's perspective of it. And she's a great follow. She's uh, she's pretty active on Twitter. She um, she's funny. Uh, we've we've had we've had a lot of good interactions. So it's going to be fun having her on. Get her thoughts. Um, see what she thinks so far of the Bruins and we'll have a few more games to talk about. I'm looking forward to that and I'm hoping to do more shows like this where maybe solo Dola, I can ride it out, put out my thoughts, maybe a recap of the weekend or something like that, but then also do another, an episode with the, with, um, you know, an, another NHL Bruins fan. I don't know why I keep saying NHL Bruins fan. I'm so fucking used to putting the hashtag and in my head, I say NHL Bruins. A Bruins fan, you fucking dumbass. God damn it, Boosie. But I'm looking forward to doing stuff like that, interacting with you guys who I've interacted with on uh, Twitter before. Like I said, just DM me if, you, if you're if you ever interested on in coming on the podcast and shooting the shit. I know my boy Ace hit me up. I don't even know his real name. But my boy Ace hit me up. I'm looking to have him on soon. Uh, Melinda will be coming on this weekend. And I'm looking forward to doing stuff like that, interacting with you guys, because I think it's it'll be cool for other you know listeners of the podcast to hear your guys' thoughts, and we can banter and stuff. It'll be good. Um, so I'm looking to do more of that this season. Yeah, have some fun with it. But before I wrap it up, there is one important thing I did want to touch on. Not that I know much about it, 
But Pierre LeBron put out a tweet the other day. It was actually on Tuesday. He put it out on Tuesday as you're listening Thursday morning. Gary Bettman, after a four-hour Board of Governors meeting, tells assembled media here in NYC that the escrow balance likely will be paid off. Uh, Miss Scusi at the end of the season by players. And if so, the salary cap will jump this summer by around $4 million. But if not fully paid, cap goes up just $1 million. That's important. That's an important nugget to hold on to and think about. Because $4 million versus $1 million in this cap era with what the players have had to do with the cap space that we've been provided basically the last few seasons since the pandemic happened that I mean you that might as well be a hundred million fucking dollars remember before the pandemic they were talking about the salary cap bumping up possibly seven million dollars and then obviously we got whacked in the face with the pandemic this could be massive because you're gonna you still have to resign pasta who's a man on a mission this year you got the bonus overage over coverage for next year whatever uh, that you have to worry about with Bergeron and Krejci. You have Swayman who needs to get re-signed. You have got, and then never mind that, if if, Poss- if Krejci and Bergeron or one or the other don't come back uh, don't come back next year, you, you need to find yourself a number one centerman. You need to find yourself a fucking number one centerman. And I don't think Zach is going to be a top six centerman. I don't know. He's looked pretty good on the wing. I like him on the wing. I would prefer for him to stay there. But if he has to play center, so be it. If he has to be the number two center, so be it. But if he has to be our number one centerman, then that's a that's a problem going forward. And every fucking dollar counts with this cap space, Aaron. And we're going to need that $4 million. So I fucking hope that escrow's paid off by then. I know, Bert, I know if it's not, uh, Marshy will probably fucking tweet at the Carolina Hurricanes and, you know, thank them for fucking over escrow for one more season. But we'll see. That's one nugget that I want to get out there before I end this podcast. I appreciate all you guys listening. But remember that nugget, episode seven, at probably like the 40th minute, Gary, uh, what Gary Bettman, what Pierre LeBron quoted Barry, Gary, fuck, man. Gary Bettman saying, holy shit, boost, get it together. And um, remember that because that could be, remember that going into next offseason because that could be very important. That could be massive. But, like, we we just got to wait and see. We'll enjoy the ride for now, and we'll worry about that when that day comes. But for now, baby, let's go fucking Bruins. I appreciate you guys listening to another great episode of Only Bruins. I had a blast talking to myself. Did not have to worry about those fucking smoke alarms because I'll tell you what, they were about to get thunder. They were about to get lightning. I was about to get those motherfuckers the hands. But we didn't have to do that. Everything was cordial. You love that. One last sniffle before I send you folks off. Sorry about that if that bothers you. If the sniffles, how about this? If the sniffles bothered you this episode or if they didn't bother you, how about this, actually? If you heard my sniffles throughout this episode, then you have to give me five stars on Apple or, or what's the other one? What's the Spotify podcast. How about that? Deal. 
Love it. Love you, Bruins fans. But, folks, that's going to wrap it up for Episode 7 of Only Bruins, brought to you again by Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, I love you all. Stay cool. I will see you guys later this week. Somebody better put your bag into your place. We will.